From the city that never sleeps. 17 miles from Madison Square Garden, New York City. It's America at Night with Rich Valdez, America's favorite late night talk program, featuring interesting guests from around the world and calls from across America. And now, here is your host, Rich Valdez. Welcome, welcome. I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for your favorite liberty-loving Latino, Rich Valdez. Uh, America at Night with Rich Valdez. And you can follow me on social media, Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S, like you see, watch on TV. Because guess what? I'm on TV. I'm a Newsmax host. And I've known Rich Valdez for quite a few years. We worked together back in the day at WABC Radio. And then he also comes on my show at Newsmax. And now I'm filling in for him here and again this is Lydia so on all my social media it's Lydia News L-I-D-I-A News and uh, it's L you gotta just uh, add a one for Instagram and so so a little interesting so you're like Serrani what kind of last name is Serrani well I'm Albanian I'm ethnic Albanian so when growing up English wasn't even my first language I went to kindergarten and I remember I couldn't speak English and I was so shy and so nervous and and I just felt so lost. And I just remember my mom telling me that you can do anything you want to do. If we can come to this country, we're not educated and we can make something of ourselves. And my parents are the epitome of the American dream. They came here with uh, absolutely nothing, just kind of the clothes on their backs, a couple of bucks in their pocket. They worked the jobs nobody wanted to do. Both of my parents are retired maintenance workers. They saved, they saved their money, right? And then they bought properties and they they did well for themselves. And it is really remarkable what my parents achieved, the American dream. So I, I grew up looking at America as the greatest country in the world. Albania is a communist country. My parents grew up in, in Montenegro, also communist-led. And my parents said, listen, we had to leave, otherwise we would starve. But they didn't come in illegally. They came in legally. They went and they had to wait for their visa in, in Italy. They had to... Be, they were migrant farm workers while they waited for their visa. And then we joke around that my sister was conceived in Italy because as soon as they came to the United States and they went there in Manhattan and they were, my dad was a superintendent of the building. Voila, my mom got pregnant. Well, maybe she was already pregnant. Who knows? And uh, she, she had my sister and then I'm one of five. So five kids, right? Two parents never went on government you know, assistance, never asked anybody for any help. We went to Catholic school our entire lives. So I lived a great life. So when I hear these radical lefties tell me that this is the most horrible country in the world and that it's inherently racist and we have to give these these uh, illegals that are coming into our country uh, everything and anything, it is it is astounding to me. Because if my parents can do it and so many of their contemporaries can do it and so many people before them can do it, then they can do it too. When you give somebody a handout, then they're not going to appreciate just the greatness that is uh, the United States of America. Here in New York City, you should see all, all of the illegals just scooting around on their scooters. And now there's reports of all these robberies happening. You're seeing that the hospital systems are overwhelmed. The school systems are overwhelmed. 
the mayor is crying. Oh, we can't afford it anymore. It's $5 billion a year uh, to take care of all of these illegals. And make no mistake, these are not migrants. This is an illegal invasion. The majority of these people, over 90% of them, are young men of military age. We don't know who they are, where they're really coming from. They say they're from this place or that place. And now the majority of these illegals are from China. China, you know? And who told us that China was a great threat? President Trump. And by he, he remains one of the greatest presidents that ever lived. And that's why the radical left is so hell-bent on not allowing him to become the president once again. Because they know that once Trump comes in, the games are over. The money train is over. And you know what? I, I think Trump, it's not just about him being a candidate. Trump is a movement at this point. Because this country, it's on a radical course, right? It's on a, on, and, and the only person who can kind of shift this ship that is heading for this massive iceberg is President Trump. I was talking with my mom today on the phone. And she's saying, my God, what is happening? They're kicking Trump off. They're not in, on Colo- in Colorado. Now, California and all these other states are trying to join in to not, ha- not be able to vote for him. What is going on? And again, my mom is not the most educated person, but she's the, the, probably the most intelligent person I've ever met. And she said, why? why? Why are they so against him? I said, Mom, the economy is great under President Trump. We had under $2 gas. And what I think is what they're afraid of is that he is going to bring this country back to its former glory, the traditional values. Because if you see what's going on right now, this is not about even right versus left anymore. It's about good versus evil, right? And the radical left, if you look at all of those people, they are miserable. You, do you see what they look like? I'm, not, I'm, I'm serious. Like I'm not trying to be like stereotypical, but if you look at them, they're so angry. They tend to be overweight. They don't know what what a gender they are, which, by the way, my friend Carl was telling me, he's like, LGBTQ, the B stands for bisexual. So inherently, they're they're declaring that there are only two genders. And yet they want to say, I'm a cat, I'm a dog, I'm all these things. And Trump also said, listen, I'm going to stop the wokeness in the schools. We're going to cut funding if you want to. If you want to promote racism, the critical race theory, and all of these illegals, we're going to round them all up and we're going to send them back. And what's wrong with that? But think about it. There's a lot of money to be made here with the illegals. It's always about the money. Whenever you don't understand why they're doing this, why are they destroying all of our cities? It's always about the money. Follow the money. You know the hotels that are housing all these illegals? Who do you think owns them? You've got conglomerates in the Middle East and then even China, all these major corporations from other countries, and they're getting rich as our taxpayer dollars pay per night, like $500 per night to put these people up in these once famed luxury hotels. So our adversaries continue to get richer and richer while the American taxpayer gets poorer and poorer. And so my mom says to me, she said, why are they living in hotels why are they getting free health care, free, free schooling? And I had to scrimp and save and never go on vacation and do all these things to make ends meet. And I said, Mom, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I can only, I, I can only think it's, it's about the money. And in Colorado, that's what the radical left there, 
They are very ideological. They're so afraid of what's going to happen if Trump comes into office. And then you've got the lieutenant governor in California whose BFFs with Kamala Harris, our unfortunate vice president of the United States. She's funded by George Soros. You look at her campaign financing, she got about $40,000 from George Soros. So once again, you've got these forces of evil that are trying to stop Trump from, from getting back into the White House and reclaiming the country and bringing it back to its former glory. And they're using this so-called the Colorado judges. If you look at the actual decision, they've, they're playing judge and jury, not just the judge, but also jury. And they've also convicted Trump. I mean, it's unbelievable that they're saying he's guilty of an insurrection. He said, march peacefully, patriotically, and let your voices be heard. Meanwhile, you got Chuck Schumer. You've had Maxine Waters. You've had plenty of Democrats. You've had, you have Jayapal, right? Or, and, and Rashida Tlaib, Rashida Tlaib of Michigan. She chanted from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, calling for the eradication of a whole group of people of Jews in Israel. Yet somehow, some way, Trump is the violent one. Trump is the one that aided and abetted an insurrection. And then, of course, Joe Biden, he was asked about it. And take a listen to what Joe Biden had to say. Uh, play clip number five. Trump an insurrectionist, sir? Well, I think it's self-evident. You saw it all. Now, whether the 14th Amendment applies, or let the court make that decision. But he certainly supported an insurrection. And no question about it. None. Zero. And uh, he seems to be doubling down on about everything. He's not doubling down. This, nobody was armed. The only person that was killed on January 6th was, was Ashley Babbitt. These people went in there. You see them meandering around, walking around. Have you seen the video of the guy walking through the, the metal detector and he's got handcuffs on? And then one of the guys there takes off the handcuffs and gives him a fist bump. That's an insurrection. That's not an insurrection. Did some people get out of control and do unfortunate things that they shouldn't have done? Absolutely. But don't say it's an insurrection. That's why Trump's never been charged with an insurrection. That's why they're trying to get him in all of these other baseless charges. If, if he was guilty of an insurrection, I can guarantee you they would have made they would have charged him with it. So make no mistake. What is happening here is an assault on democracy. We've got a lot more to discuss. I will be speaking with Jesse Benal. He's a Trump attorney. He's going to break it all down for us, all the facts. Again, this is America at Night with Rich Valdez. I'm Lydia Serrani, filling in for Rich. You can follow me at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S, and we'll be right back. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. America at Night with Rich Valdez. This is a hollowed out husk of what the country was built on. The basic principle that we the people select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw, I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until tr Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing, or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack 
on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong. And I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with a spine for our country's future. Bravo, Vivek Ramaswamy. That was him talking about Trump getting booted from the ballot in Colorado. And this is it's not over. It's not over. It is scary, though. You you worry because you're like, wow, if he gets kicked off in Colorado and say the Supreme Court affirms it, then all of the other states will join in. But make no mistake, I believe in democracy, I believe in this country, and I believe that President Trump will be on that ballot, and we will not allow the radical left to get their way once again. I'm Lydia Serrani, Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S, filling in for the great Rich Valdez here on America at Night. Joining me now is Jesse Banal. He's a Trump attorney. I've also interviewed him a few times on Newsmax. Welcome, Jesse. Lydia, thanks so much for having me tonight. So, Jesse, tell me... What what's next? I mean, there is a concern that, God forbid, the Supreme Court does affirm this insanity. Right. The fact that these four these four judges convicted Trump of a charge that he's never even been charged with. It, it, it does worry me. But should we be worried? Well, I mean, first of all, I don't think there's there's really any use in being worried about this. We have to keep our, our eye on the goal right now. And that, you know, is to make sure that the rule of law here prevails. And um, and I have every confidence in the world that the Supreme Court is going to do the right thing here. They're going to do the right thing because it's it's the correct answer factually and it's the correct answer legally. Um, and uh, so, I mean, factually, of course, and I, I think a lot of times, uh, especially in the corporate news media, they lose fact that uh, they lose track of the of the fact that. Um, there is absolutely no factual basis uh, for saying that Donald Trump should be excluded because of an insurrection. Uh, Donald Trump um, went before his supporters on January 6th and said uh, that people should peacefully and patriotically make their voices heard. And then he got on social media, both on Twitter and on Facebook, and uh, said that we're the party of law and order. He said that uh, everyone should remain peaceful and said to support law enforcement. Um, there is no basis for saying any of that amounts to uh, an insurrection. Now, things that you know could theoretically uh, amount to insurrection would be Bernie Sanders calling for a revolution right before one of his supporters tries to assassinate Republican members of Congress, or maybe Chuck Schumer uh, calling for you know these same Supreme Court justices that are going to decide this case that uh, saying that the the they should reap the whirlwind uh, for you know Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. Um, uh, um, you know, then, you know, shortly before, um, someone tried to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh. So there's a number of different reasons that we can see, um, that people on the left use rhetoric that they're given a free pass on. Uh, but Donald Trump did nothing wrong here. And I think the the Supreme court has to recognize that. And then for any number of different reasons, uh, even just the legal case saying that the, thir- the 14th Amendment um, would apply here is just hopelessly flawed, which is why every single other court that's considered this question has rejected it. And I think the Supreme Court is going to go with all those other courts that have rejected this spurious argument rather than um, the, the unfortunate uh, politicized uh, decision that came out of Colorado the other day. This seems like political interference, campaign interference, lawfare at the highest level. Why didn't they come after Trump three years ago, right? January 6th, 2021, you know, several years ago. 
why wait until he's dominating in the polls, not just among the GOP candidates, but when you look, he's leading Biden in a hypothetical head to head in all seven swing states. They are so deathly yeah. afraid that he will be back into the White House. Well, that's right. And and that's why they're doing it now is because they're trying to pull out all the stops, whether it's Jack Smith, Fannie Willis, or, you know, this this uh, Soros funded group um, that's going after uh, Trump in Colorado to keep him off the ballot. The, the thing that they all have in common is that they don't trust the American people um, to to decide this election. They want this election decided in courtrooms by judges. They don't want it decided by the Americans at the polls. Um, what they what I don't think they've figured out is that they're not very good politicians. Um, and they're going up uh, against Donald Trump, who has captured uh, the imagination and the hearts of the American people. And so by them going out there and trying to take on Donald Trump in a political forum, the way that they've turned courtrooms into political forums, unfortunately, um, it's backfiring huge. Uh, and the one way to absolutely make sure that you can get the American people's attention and get their backs up is to tell them they can't do something. And right now, by them trying to tell the American people that they can't vote for Donald Trump is going to absolutely motivate people. I truly believe that. And uh, I think we're going to see um, President Trump winning in jurisdictions that we never would have thought possible a year ago. I, it's funny because in Newsmax, I work at Newsmax, as you, you're on all the time. Mm -hmm. We had one of our reporters, Kara Castronova. She went out to the South Bronx and she was expecting to get, you know, some people saying they vote for Biden and some for Trump. Every single person she interviewed said they supported Trump. It's incredible the groundswell that is happening for President Trump because they see that he's being unjustly persecuted. Oh, that's absolutely right. The American people... Exactly what's going on here. They say they see the weaponization of our justice system. Um, they're not standing for it. And on top of that, let's not forget the fact that um, the, the American people are absolutely tired of what they're being fed by the Biden administration. They're absolutely tired of the inflation and not being able to, you know, to afford some basic necessities. They're they are sick and tired of the invasion that's happening at our southern border. They're being uh, sick and tired of being told, you know, that they have to. Uh, support wars in, in foreign countries and ignore our problems here at home. And they want Donald Trump back in the White House so badly. Um, and so when you when you take all this stuff together and, and then you take the, the far less attempt to beat uh, President Trump in courtrooms rather than, than ballot boxes, um, you, know, you, you see where we are today. All right, Jesse Benal, thank you so much for being with us this evening. I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you, sir. Lydia, thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody, I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for Rich Valdez. When we come back, we are going to be talking about the border, the mayhem there, what we're going to do about it. We'll be speaking with former DEA agent Derek Maltz. Keep it right here. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. night. This is Rich Valdez. I'm very concerned because the Republicans have never gotten immigration right. That's just the fact of it. Um, There's not very much that the Republicans get right in general. And so to basically say that issues of national security as it relates to how we're going to take care of our allies should be tied to this mangled immigration process is absolutely insane. I mean, when you look at somebody like Greg Abbott, my governor, and his solution, his solution is to basically say, hey, we're going to kill people that are trying to come in. Like, that's not a solution. Like, the Republicans don't have the solutions. They want to continue to defund the aid that is going not the aid, but they're continuing to defund um, border security. Well, I mean, who's going to sign up for this job and you're not paying worth anything? And welcome back. This is Lydia Serrani filling in for the great Rich Valdez. And you were just listening to the ridiculous Congresswoman Jasmine Crockett of Texas. And she's blasting Republicans on immigration Um, I don't remember it being broken under President Trump. Meanwhile, under Biden, just this past week alone, we're seeing about 10,000, at least 10,000 illegals being processed. Okay, processed. That's not counting all the gotaways, millions. As we speak, there are millions and millions of people here in the United States. We have no idea who they are, where they're coming from. And with them comes the sex traffickers, comes comes the drugs. Because think about it, if these people were like my parents or your parents or your relatives or grandparents, they would have come here the legal way. I am all for immigration. I wouldn't be here without it. But for legal immigration, that's what this country was founded upon, law and order. Joining me now, someone who knows a lot about law and order, is former agent special in charge of the DEA, Drug Enforcement Agency, and that is Derek Maltz. Derek, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thank you very much for having me, Lydia. Appreciate it. So I want you to take a listen to this soundbite from White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. She says it's actually usual for thousands of illegals to cross the border. It's clip number 14. Take a listen. And what we're seeing here at the border, the migration flow, uh, increased migration flow, certainly uh, it, you know, it ebbs and flows. And we're at a time of the year where we're seeing more uh, at the border. And it's not unusual. This is an immigration system that has been broken for decades. And the president has taken this very seriously to try to do more. Derek, what do you think about that ebbs and flows? We didn't see this kind of flow under Trump. Well, I would say that she's totally delusional. It's part of the deception campaign. They're putting out false information. It's kind of like the Homeland Security Secretary puts out information saying that he's got operational control of the border, which is a complete lie. And it's just very, very disheartening because the American public is being impacted by the massive 
uh, migrants, illegal migrants that are coming into the country every day. We have migrants from over 180 countries now, and it's really, it's really alarming that this White House is putting out false information to the public. 12.6 thousand encounters, all-time record on Monday this past week. So I don't know what she's talking about. And with the, and with the illegals, right? And they, the majority of these guys. So I've been calling it an illegal. I've, I've been calling it an invasion. You know, I don't call it migration. Migration means you go from like point A to point B. This is an illegal invasion, and these are young men of military age. These and they're like, oh well, they're asylum seekers. You know, it's funny because you look at the news, right? The the establishment media, and they they kind of hyper focus when you see like the kid or the mom. But when you go to the Roosevelt Hotel, that's like a migrant processing center here in the heart of New York City, you see that it's all young men of military age. Age. So, am I correct in calling this an invasion, Derek? 100% correct. I mean, just look at the Chinese nationals as an example. In 2021, we had 342 Chinese nationals apprehended by Border Patrol. In 2023, we had 24,125. Right now, the Chinese nationals, military-aged men, are coming into America. They're setting up marijuana grow operations throughout the country. We just had a report out of Maine with 270 uh, like locations where there were Chinese nationals running these locations, but we don't know what they're doing. We, we think they're marijuana grow operations, but they're obviously counterintelligence operations as well. So we have mass amounts of unknowns coming into the country. As you said in the beginning, the gotaways are up to like 1.8 million known gotaways, and we don't know who these people are. So every American should be concerned and it's a disgrace that the government, who's responsible for protecting every American, has completely neglected this. Actually, they have facilitated the Mexican cartel's ability to kill Americans as well, Lydia. And that's and that now now Biden, he's talking about sending top officials and homeland security officials to Mexico to talk to them because he's taking this border. I saw a report on the CBS News about it. It's not it's not even I mean, it's it's not really Mexico's responsibility to stop this. We should be stopping it at our border. And Governor Abbott, he wants to make it illegal to allow illegals to come into his state and that uh, to allow the authorities to arrest them, to get to boot them. And yet they want to call him all these names. They want to call Trump Nazi, uh, uh, Hitler, a Nazi type of person, Mussolini, you name it, when all he's trying to do is preserve some sort of national security. Right. So, Lydia, one thing I want to tell you, I'm not sure if you know this. I was at a conference two months ago in Jamaica with the DEA, the largest ever law enforcement uh, global conference on drug trafficking. There were 130 countries there. One country that did not show up was Mexico. Let's think mm. about that for a second. Lydia, we have a situation where we have historic amounts of young Americans dying from poisonous fentanyl coming in from the labs in Mexico. And the one country that didn't show up was Mexico. How is it possible that this government will continue to give billions of dollars to Mexico when they kick sand in our face and mm. didn't show up to a conference in Mexico? I mean, I'm sorry, in Jamaica. It's un believable that this happened. I was so pissed off, Lydia. I was there and I was calling them out. I was putting out videos, but no one's talking about that. And this is the kind of attitude that the Mexican government has. They're corrupt. They're very soft on crime. And if you look at recently, there was a study done 
that the Mexican cartels are the fifth largest enterprise, business enterprise in Mexico. So why would they want to shut down their fifth largest business enterprise? Because they're getting kickbacks, and that's a real problem. But our government is so soft right now, and our citizens are dying at record levels, and it's a disgrace. But I was in Phoenix this week at the Turning Point USA conference, and on the plane coming back into uh, Florida, I could not believe what I saw at the airport in Phoenix with people sleeping all over the airport, migrants coming on the planes. They had no idea where they were going. They were sitting in the wrong seats. They were causing chaos on the planes because they didn't speak English. They had no idea what they were doing on the planes. I never, I never seen anything like this in my entire life. It is unbelievable. And, you know, fentanyl, right? They're, what are the studies? They say like over 100,000 people, drug overdoses, but people are getting poisoned. And this is purposefully being done. And then President Biden, he met with China's President Xi Jinping, and he promised to not send the chemicals through Latin America anymore. And then because that's what happens, China sends the chemicals to the Latin American countries, to Mexico. The cartels put it together, and then they smuggle it all across the border. And so we're President Biden, supposedly, we're supposed to believe President Xi. Meanwhile, look what he does to the Chinese people themselves, to the Uyghur Muslims enslaved there. And yet somehow, some way, we're supposed to entrust that he's not going to send the chemicals that are killing Americans at record levels. Now, Derek Maltz, again, we're speaking to Derek Maltz, a former special agent in charge of the DEA. Do you believe that the number is 100,000? I mean, they're saying 80,000 from opioid. Or or is it even more? Because I feel, I keep hearing about people overdosing more and more every single day. So, Lydia, good, good point. I believe it's way higher. It's very sad that the CDC cannot provide us the accurate and timely statistics on the fentanyl poisonings and fentanyl deaths. Like, how are we supposed to address this problem when we don't even know the true numbers. Like for example, every day around the country, EMS is responding to these mass poisonings and they're using Narcan and they're saving people's lives left and right. And I appreciate that. But in order to address this problem, we have to have an honest understanding of how many people are getting poisoned. We have definitely way over 100,000 deaths from drugs in 2023, but we don't even know because the CDC is like six months behind. During COVID, we had every night the the amount of COVID cases, the amount of COVID deaths, but we can't get an accurate accounting of the amount of people dying from fentanyl. It's disgusting. It really is. And I want to keep this conversation going because we're having such a good conversation because I want to talk about the sex traffickers. I want to talk more about fentanyl, how it's being made, the cartels, because you're a wealth of knowledge, Derek Maltz. So keep it right there. And then on the flip side, we'll be on at 11 o'clock. We'll be talking to General Blaine Holtz. He's a favorite of this program. We're going to talk about foreign policy and oil and how they're using Colombia. They being the potential terrorists to get into our country. We'll also be taking your phone calls. one 833 V-A-L-D-E-S. That's coming up in a bit. Again, I'm Lydia Serrani, Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. Filling in for the great liberty-loving Latino, Rich Valdez. Keep it right here. You're listening to America at Night. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez.
is America at Night with Rich Valdez. Is the president thinking this far down the line? I mean, people are being given court dates seven years from now. So is he creating a big problem for another president to have to figure out? If these people are going to be deported after just working, living, maybe having families here for seven years? Again, I'm not going to get into hypothetical cases here. On day one of the administration, the president put to Congress a proposal for immigration reform. He has said in recent days he's willing to have a serious discussion with members of Congress about immigration policy. So let's see where that goes. But he's taking the issue very, very seriously. And there you have it. That's a... National Security Council spokesman John Kirby responding to a reporter. He's confronted on the illegals, and they have court dates for to, until 2031. Can you believe that some of these illegals? So by then, they're going to have families. They're out on. They're gone with the wind, right? Ugh. I'm Lydia Serrani back here, America at night with Rich Valdez. Rich Valdez had a much needed night off, and I'm filling in for him. And you can. Watch me on Newsmax every Saturday at 5 p.m. Although this Saturday I'll be on at 9 a.m. I'm filling in. And then Sundays I have my show at noon Eastern until 2 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax. So my schedule's a little crazy. But you can follow me on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. So now we're going to continue our conversation on the border because it affects every single American. And not just, you know, people say, well, thank God I don't live in New York City. or Thank God I don't live in Chicago. Thank God I don't live in Phoenix. You just heard the story there from former special agent in charge of the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency, Derek Maltz. What he experienced, what he saw at the airport with the illegals everywhere on the planes causing chaos. He's back with us now again because he's a wealth of knowledge. You know, uh, Derek, I actually just got a text message from a friend of mine, my friend Maureen, and she said, wow. I had no idea Mexico was was such a POS, okay? Am I allowed to say that on the air POS? Because I can't believe it that they didn't show up, you know, to that conference in Jamaica. 100%. You could say that, and it's beyond it. They're very corrupt. And what's really a shame is that the U.S. government allows this to happen. Think about this. The head of the DEA administrator had the Faces of Fentanyl exhibit photos showing all these dead kids. And she was very, very passionately talking about how we have to cooperate and collaborate with all the countries to go after these criminals that are killing our kids. And the one country that's not there. And I took pictures and I put it out on social media because I was disgusted. I just couldn't believe that the Mexican government was able to you know, get away with this. And nobody's talked about this since. And this is two months ago, Lydia. So, yeah, they are beyond... It's beyond comprehension, but I'd like to know how much money America has given Mexico, um, you know, over the last few months and over the last year, because they're not cooperating. They're not doing the right thing. There was an article that came out today in Reuters regarding the lack of the, you know, transparency on going after the fentanyl labs. And it's really sickening. Do you remember when President Trump said that he wanted to treat the cartels as if they were terrorist organizations. He wanted to bomb them into oblivion. He said he wanted to have a capital punishment for right for, for drug dealers because fentanyl kills tens of thousands of people. So they're essentially killing they're murderers, mass murderers. So he said they deserve the death penalty. And everybody went crazy. But once again, President Trump was right. He was right on the money. You have to be you have to take this this really seriously because our young people are being poisoned at record levels. 
So, Lydia, there's never been a terrorist organization in the world. And I would actually say, without having a stats, that if you combine all the terrorist organizations, they've never killed this many Americans as the Mexican cartels. Now, I testified with Sarah Carter from Fox News in 2019 in Ohio, uh, you know, Congress. And we had almost an anonymous, I'm sorry, unanimous vote on the actual declaring of the cartels as terrorists. And it was, it was a by, it was like, it was like, I can't even remember the exact number, but it was like 99 to two because they understood that the cartels are conducting themselves as terrorist organizations. They're destroying Americans at record levels. They're poisoning our kids at record levels. And of course, Ohio Congress can't do much about declaring the cartels as terrorists. President Trump wanted to do it but all the bureaucrats in Washington, specifically the State Department, they felt that it was too aggressive. This is our, you know, southern border trading partner, this great country of Mexico. But it's disgusting because right now we can no longer rely on soft on crime, corrupt leaders in Mexico to save our kids. And meanwhile, they want to kick President Trump off the ballot when meanwhile it should be Biden. You know, because if you look at what he's doing, he's aiding and abetting this invasion. He's aiding and abetting the murder, the murder of hundreds of thousands of Americans. I, I say, you know, he's guilty of that, that, fr- that phrase, that word that rhymes with reason. Derek Maltz, a former special agent in charge of the DEA. Thank you so much, sir, for being with us this evening. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon and keep up the good fight. Thank you so much for all that you do for our country, especially for our young people. Thank you, Lydia. Have a great night. All right, everybody, I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for the great Rich Valdez with an S. And uh, we're going to take some phone calls, I think, right? We'll, we'll be have some time, maybe a phone call or two before we go to break at the top of the hour. You can give me a call at one 4 valdez That's one 482 We'll be right back. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. Call now, 833-4-VALDEZ. That's 833-482-5337. 833-4-VALDEZ. That's Valdez with an S. With Rich Valdez. And welcome back to the Rich Valdez Show. I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for Rich Valdez. You can watch me on Newsmax uh, every Saturday and Sunday. Sundays at noon, Saturdays at 5 p.m., although I'll be in at 9 p.m., all of it Eastern. And I used to do radio before this at WABC Radio. And you can watch me on social media, follow me, what I'm doing, Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. And you can add a one there for Instagram. I called for the for some phone calls. We don't really have so much time at this, uh, this segment, but I will on the back end. Coming up, we'll be speaking with General Blaine Holt. We're going to be talking about foreign policy, talking about Israel, talking about what's going on over there and Ukraine. I also want to talk to him about Colombia. Right. So apparently there's a way now for all of the potential terrorists to come in through Colombia to come here to the United States. It's an incredible story. I heard Blaine talking about it the other day, the general. And I was just like, wow, like 
I mean, I'm I'm afraid. Lindsey Graham, he said, I've never been more afraid in my life than than now. We've never, you know, of another 9-11. And you know what? I, I'm afraid. And I, I was around for 9-11. I was working at CBS News, and I remember what that did for our country. This would not have happened if President Trump was still in the White House. Weakness begets aggression, and that's what we're seeing because we have Joe Biden in the White House. Don't worry, Jane Marsh. I will be getting back to you. I'm Lydia Serrani. You can give me a call at 1-833-482-5337. That's 1-833-4-Valdez with an S, and we'll be right back. the city that never sleeps 17 miles from madison square garden new york city it's america at night with rich valdez america's favorite late night talk program featuring interesting guests from around the world and calls from across america and now here is your host rich valdez all right, welcome back to the Rich Valdez Show. I'm Lydia Serrani. You can follow me on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S, at a one for Instagram. You can watch me on Newsmax, where I'm a host, and Rich is a great friend of mine, and I'm so honored to be talking to all of you. And I'm also honored to introduce our next guest, Brigadier General Blaine Holt. General Holt, thank you so much for being with us here on America at Night with Rich Valdez. Merry Christmas. It's great to be with you on the radio, Lydia. Merry Christmas. Uh, you know, it's funny. I go to the supermarket with my daughter and people say happy holidays and I say Merry Christmas back to the person. Is that offensive? <laughs> no, it's not. Everybody can be merry at Christmas time. It's really okay. <laughs> you know, and then I think about it, the word holiday, right? If I said to my sister, it's like Holy Day, H-O-L-I, that's where it comes from. So either way you look at right. it, no matter how hard the left tries to take Christianity tries to take Christ out of the actual holiday of Christmas, Christmas. It remains. So yeah. here you have it. Merry Christmas to one and all. And so all a good night. Absolutely. So General Holtz, I wanted to talk to you because the other day you mentioned something. We got a lot to talk about when it comes to foreign policy. Of course, Israel. We've got Ukraine. But then you also mentioned yeah. something about Colombia and how it's kind of being yeah. now it, it's going to be used as a gateway for everybody and anyone to come into the United States. Can you explain that to the listeners? Yeah, so our listeners and our country is so focused, and and, and from the media, they're funneled into these things called Ukraine and, uh, and Israel and China, Taiwan. I, I get that. I understand why those are big stories that need to be told. However, <laughs> there's a really big one happening in our backyard, and that is our, our Central and South America uh, our backyard of the United States is anything but stable. And Colombia, in recent years, has leaders now that are very sympathetic to Venezuela. They are very Marxist in their thinking. Uh, but when you think about their liaison to Venezuela, that means Iran. And that means China. 
And what, what Colombia just did the other day, which is unconscionable at a time when our border is wide open, instead of being helpful uh, partners, what, what Colombia has done is opened up a free visa program for over 41 nations, encouraging them to come to Colombia, knowing full well they're going to go to the Darien Gap and come up north. And to make it even worse, one of the countries that's been given right of passage is Yemen. Wow, that rebels. is incredible. If you're, wow. if you're a Houthi rebel terrorist, you can get on an airplane, go to Bogota, go to the Daring Gap, and you can be in the United States within seven days of departure. It is incredible. And I think we have a clip from even the, the mainstream media. I mean, it doesn't get more left than MSNBC, a reporter, talking about <laughs> just how an eagle pass, like just the, the tens of thousands of illegals that are coming through. Let's take a listen. Another thing is these crowds here in Eagle Pass have never been this large during my reporting. This is the most people I've ever seen in Eagle Pass and other reporters, colleagues working other parts of the border in Arizona, in Hakumba, near San Diego. Tell me the same thing. We have these conversations and the conversation is always, well, I've never seen this number of migrants arriving. And we know from the reports coming from the government with these numbers. So we have the number of apprehensions, the numbers of encounters, everything spiking. So we don't know what this will mean moving forward. We just know that the numbers are much larger as the resources are spread thin. General Holtz, where's our borders are? Kamala Harris, Miss Word Salad herself with her cackling <laughs> laugh, right? She's supposed to be the one to control everything going on at the border, right? Has she even been there? Yeah, this, anybody? I mean, it's a joke. It, it is a joke. And here's the shock. I think that um, Vice President Harris is exactly on track with what this administration wants to do. They think, they think that by having a wide open border, they're going to uh, lock up democratic voting gains forever. I think it's really hilarious that now reporters on the left side at MSNBC and others are starting to, um, even in their parlance, get nervous and excited about this when it's, um, excuse me, there's over 8 million people unaccounted for in this country. And many of them are fighting age men and the second the U.N. value cards and the money assistance and the food assistance goes away, um, it's not just going to be voting that's going to be our problem. Um, it's going to be that they're turning on us and taking our stuff because they don't have survival needs. Uh, or they're going to be summoned by either China, Iran, Russia, and activated into terror acts against us. And if we don't start thinking about deportations right now, um, unfortunately, by the fall, that's the, the outcomes we're going to be facing. You know, I, I agree with you. I was talking about this with a friend of mine, and I, I, was saying, I was saying to her that once the money runs out, because this, we can't do this in perpetuity, right, to take care of these people and put them up in the luxury hotels and the meal cards and right. the clothes and all that stuff, then what happens? So even those illegals that come here, that don't come here for nefarious reasons, that come here, obviously, the majority of them are coming here for a better life. They then turn to a life of crime. And so that's that's what yeah. ends up happening. We saw that with MS-13. That's a gang that became prevalent in Suffolk and Nassau County, which is Long Island, right outside of New York City. And the brute, they were extremely brutal. And they killed other uh, other Latinos. And so, and most yeah. of those most of those kids, because they were kids like young people, they came in as unaccompanied minors. So even the kids that come here, they they often turn to, to a life of crime. Yeah, well, so I would just put a pin in that. I would say um, rather than coming here for a better life, 
they're coming here for your better life. They're coming. They, they, these people don't espouse or assimilate or aspire to be Americans. They could care less about that. They just want to be here and they want to be uh, imbued with all of these uh, 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 lavish junkets that the U.N. and, and, and U.S. taxpayer dollars uh, are, are pushing on them. And once that money dries up and by the way, we shouldn't even say U.N., um, uh, assistance because that's all U.S. taxpayer dollars. That just goes to them and it goes to the illegals, which is what we really should call them. Um, and once that money goes away, when you're sitting in the Roosevelt Hotel and you're a gentleman who doesn't speak English from Guyana and you have no way to eat, what are you going to do? Um, there's very little options for you other than to go out and forage for yourself. And that will come at the expense of a law-abiding, taxpaying citizen and that's that's where the the brutality of all of this sits. Now, my friend Michael Yan, who's a war correspondent, he's down in the Darien Gap right now, he, and he's doing God's work. But but what Michael tells me is, uh, even today is that these policy changes that uh, Colombia has made, and the Darien Gap refugee centers, which are paid for by U.S. tax dollars, are going to enable a one million uh, 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 refugee per month exodus into our country. And um, again, there's going to be a bow breaking here at some point. Where does our government fall on this? If you look at Ireland, Dublin, the, the burning down of the Irish, a government that has turned against the Irish people in favor of the Algerian illegals, um, don't, don't think that can't happen here. It absolutely can't. Again, we're speaking with General Blaine Holt, obviously a wealth of knowledge here. And I did hear that in Ireland, the new most popular name there is Mohammed. So if that yes. doesn't tell you that Ireland has now been fundamentally changed, and that's what President Trump was essentially talking about when he said that they're coming in and they're changing our country. And it's not a black or white thing. This is, has nothing to do with that. It's about massive amounts of people we don't know who they are what they want right. why they're here they're not looking like you said to be americans and and it's just not it's not feasible it's not feasible it's not fiscally possible so our country and town by town city by city state by state is being destroyed yeah there's no question about that and what my concern is is that when that money and that assistance dries up we already have cities that went through this nonsense called defund the police. It's a, it's just a perfect storm. So crime is already up in our cities and, and the defund the police thing has happened and our cities are being destroyed already. So now let's add in uh, a bunch of illegals who have nowhere to go and no resources, and they're just going to go take stuff. Um, that's what we face. And what we don't see is any leadership out of our government. And I'm going to it's not just a Democratic thing. I don't see a whole lot of uh, sense of urgency on the Republican side of the aisle either. When's the last time Mitch McConnell stood up and, and talked about this issue? Um, the last time I saw him talk about a national security issue, he said that Ukraine was our number one problem in the world. And I'm I, I, I can't believe I'm a military general. I'm a war planner and I'm a strategist. And when I hear that kind of stuff, I'm like. Have you lost your mind? <laughs> we have a national security issue, and it's right here in River City. So if, if you if you want a war, um, there's one brewing right here at home, and there's a whole lot of taxpaying, uh, uh, good, hardworking Americans who are footing the bill for all of this. 
and 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 they may be at the end of uh, the butt of a rifle from these very people. And and the police, you know, everybody wants to complain about them. They're not doing their jobs, but they can't do their jobs because you've got these rogue DAs, Soros funded DAs. Uh, they're they've they're not allowed they're not allowing them they put the handcuffs on the cops versus the criminals you got people here that have been arrested 40 50 times general holt keep it right there i want to talk to you when we come back i'm lydia serrani filling in for rich valdez and again i'm going to give out the number because we will be taking phone calls soon one eight three three four valdez that's one eight three three four valdez with an s one eight three three four eight two five three three seven you're listening to america at night This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. Call now, 833-4-VALDEZ. That's 833-482-5337. 833 for Valdez. That's Valdez with an S. I know you hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. And that was President Trump on January 6th of 2021. How much you want to bet that that was not played at the January 6th hearing? The Colorado judges that now want to push him off the ballot. Let's face it, under President Trump, we would not be having the chaos that we're experiencing right now throughout the world. The October 7th massacre on Israel by the Hamas terrorists wouldn't have happened. Putin would not have invaded Ukraine. We would not be having the the crisis at the border or the invasion of our own. But all of this is because of the weakness on the world stage by none other than President Biden. I'm Lydia Serrano in for Rich Valdez, and I will be taking your phone calls momentarily, one 833 valdez That's one 833 valdez with an S. And on the line with me still is General Blaine Holt. Uh, General Holt, do you think that if Trump was in office that we'd be having all of this chaos? People don't understand that when you are the president of the United States, you are 100% the leader of the free world. Well, the first thing you have to be is a legitimately elected president, which President Trump was. And unlike all of the Beltway bandits and the swamp creatures and the D.C. insiders who have held power for so long, except for Ronald Reagan, President Trump was an outsider. That was his big sin. And uh, he he doesn't like war. Um, The cool part is he's joined by most of the people who have worn a uniform and been in harm's way and fought wars. War is not a good thing. 
And um, the way President Trump operated in his administration was to try to um, pull back from a militarized uh, 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 diplomacy that the United States has been wielding for for years through these neocons, and so costly to us at home in terms of blood and treasure. And and I I do you know if Pres- President Trump believes that the election was rigged and stolen from him. And I, I don't mind being public about that and saying I agree with him. I agree with him. But yes. I also agree that the president was not an insurrectionist. And the soundbite you just played, Lydia, uh, absolutely certifies that not only was he not an insurrectionist, he said, look, don't hate the game. Go home. We'll come back to this. Uh, uh, stand down. Uh, uh, let's be peaceful. And uh, and then when you watch the Colorado decision, you must look at it and say, this is this is what's endemic or symptomatic of what's wrong with our country right now. And they're trying to hold on to power, whether they think they're legitimate or not. Um, We can see what's happening around the world. We can see our southern border and our economy for our own eyes. This isn't what was happening on President Trump's watch. It, it And, you know, it makes you wonder why Twitter and all the other social... He put out that video within five minutes, they took it down because he said that the I election know. was stolen. What was more important for him to tell the people, go home, don't don't riot, you know, because we were afraid. I remember being at the radio station where I was working before, looking up at the screen, seeing what's going on. There was a lot of chaos. There was a lot of confusion. Right. That's not an insurrection. We still, by the way, do we even know who planted those those pipe bombs? Remember, they planted some pipe bombs there at the Capitol. There are right. so many things. Who was scaling the walls there? You're going to tell me that, like. Uh, Joe Mary Beth from like uh, you know Iowa. You saw well, you saw like yeah. the little old ladies with like the Slurpee cups and their Starbucks jugs and stuff like that. That they were planning on, you know, inciting an ins- going in and doing an insurrection to overthrow the government. It is laughable. It's a joke. And they threw these people into the gulag. They've deprived them of of their 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 due process. It's it's frightening right. to me what is happening also to President Trump with with all of his court cases. They want to wipe away his business empire in New York City, the civil fraud case. And it's all because they're afraid of him because the swamp creatures, they know that he's going to drain the swamp. Yeah. So the swamp thinks that whatever comes out of the mainstream media is what America is digesting and they couldn't be more wrong. I've attended meetings with very important think tanks where I'm like, you guys have absolutely no clue who the American people are. And we can see you, actually. And we know what's happening here. And we we understand that we have an entire classification of political prisoners that um, whenever uh, there's congressional oversight, the FBI director or the um, secretary of, uh, uh, or, uh, of the Justice Department, uh, 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 Merrick Garland, will sit there and say, I cannot comment on uh, ongoing investigations as some sort of shield. Hey, newsflash, there is no magic solution where they get to say that. We all take it as rote to say, oh, well, the Congress can't get that because there's an ongoing investigation. No, if the Congress wants to say, you know what, thanks, Ray, you're not going to tell us what's going on. You're now in contempt of Congress. And not only are we going to do that, we're going to refer you to a federal judge um, right now. And so this is my beef with the Republicans. They're part of the theater. They're part of the theater. They're part of the whole thing. 
They are so many swamp creatures on both sides of the aisle. General Blaine Holt, thank you so much for being with us. I'll be taking your calls. I'm Lydia Serrano in for Rich Valdez. One eight three three four Valdez. We'll be right back. That's 833-482-5337. 833-4-VALDES. That's Valdes with an S. I just think the Democrats wake up every morning, Emily, and they look at the calendar. The iPhone says January 6, 2021. The date never changes. And then they get an electric vehicle and go get an abortion. I just described the Democratic Party <laughs> oh to you in seven seconds. Um, that's it. That's what I see. That's Kellyanne Conway, former advisor to... President Trump describing the Democrat. And you know what? I have to agree with her. All right, let's go to our phone calls because we got a lot of people calling in. Let's go to Jane from Albany. Jane, uh, welcome to America at Night with Rich Valdez. I'm Lydia Serrani. What's your question? Hi. Yes, Lydia. Yes, on Newsmax. Yeah, I never miss you. What? Okay, I'm here in Albany. We um, sort of live in hell here. Uh, Governor Hopel has filled our hotels with illegals. You go to the grocery store after 8 o'clock at night, you're going to run into young prostitutes being dropped off by men who don't speak English. Empty stores are being filled. They have motorbikes everywhere. I went out in my backyard one day. I'm 15 miles outside of Albany. There were illegals out behind my shed relieving themselves. That's really nice. And... um, People criticize the cops. You know, there's just so much that the cops can do. They can't be everywhere at every single minute. And Hochul's taking over retirement, elderly care apartments, and flooding them with illegals. So no one really feels safe. I mean, how do you feel safe in your city anymore? How? I mean, how do we? And how do we... Consider she's bringing these people in, flooding the cities, and buying. They talk about ballot harvesting. They're voter harvesting, in my opinion. They're buying voters so they can. I went to the um, DMV to get my license. I had to wait three hours while illegals were being coached by interpreters and getting driver's license. So that they can go and vote. How do we pull this election out? How do we pull it out of the toilet by Biden, who is a child nibbling pervert? How <laughs> how do we? I'm sorry, but how, how, a child nibbling. <laughs> <That's what> he <laughs> is. You gotta laugh. Water. He's such a weirdo. Like the way he oh, sniffs he people is. and all the videos, and you know. Oh, Thank that you. little girl he sniffed in that crowd that day. If I was the mother, I would have knocked him out cold right there in the parking lot. I can't even imagine, Jane. And that's what it's so disheartening because so many people, the, the left, the radicals, the, the mainstream media, you know, they want to demonize people like me and you that are saying, listen, I have nothing against these people per se. You know, I don't blame them. It's not their fault that they're being given free money and 
getting driver's licenses and being, but you know, they came here. I mean, of course they're going to take the opportunity. It's our fault. It's our president. I, I truly believe that President Biden is guilty of treason. I, I, I'm going to say it. I really think he's, if anybody should be left off the ballot, it's him because he has systematically destroyed this country. And, you know, there has been so many discrepancies that happens with the voting. So, yes, we have to abide by the election, you know, the, the election results and this and that. But it doesn't mean that we we need to be more diligent the next time around. We cannot sit at home. We have to go out and vote. We have to do the ballots. We have to do our own ballots harvesting, right? And then the Zuckbucks, right? Mark Zuckerberg, what he did in those counties, they had all their Facebook work. All these people go out there, the workers, they had them fill out the cards and then they put them. I mean, it was how come all of the counties where the Zuck bucks were used, Mark Zuckerberg, the, fa- the Meta Facebook CEO, they predominantly voted for Biden, whereas in the past, it was always kind of like on, on the fence there. So you just have to wonder, you know, it's all a lot of circumstantial evidence at this point. But at what point do we say, my God, we can't let this happen again? How, how far we have fallen? Inflation, the economy up 21%. So let me ask you, Jane, how, how difficult has it been for you when you're going grocery shopping? My mother, oh. she tells me all the time, I go to buy four peppers and I'm like, because, you know, she makes a lot of home cooked yeah. meals. Yeah, and she's like $800. Yeah, it's like and and you know what's happening at our grocery stores at night after eight? We've got these little prostitutes coming in. And and yes, you go to the store. I can't get out of the store truly for under two to three hundred dollars. And I'm on a very fixed budget since my husband passed away. And they take advantage of you. It, they, they don't care. They don't care what's happening to people. And, and in the last election, I went to vote, and they said, oh, we see you're a Democrat. I said, no, no, I'm not. How did that happen? My whole entire information was changed, and they had me down as a Democrat, and I couldn't get it changed till after the election. Now you tell me they're not cheating. They're I, it is it is astounding that anybody would vote for Joe Biden. It, it's astounding. You look at you look at the polls and you say to yourself, how does twenty eight percent or thirty percent, whatever the heck he's getting, how does anybody vote for Joe Biden? He is just the corruption scandals alone. Look at his son, all the money, the LLCs. We know what his salary has been right for the past forty years that he's been in government office. Yet he's a multimillionaire. We're supposed to believe he became filthy rich as a multimillionaire because of his amazing speaking skills. The guy can't even put together two sentences. He can't even read a teleprompter without making a huge mistake. And so we got to follow the money and the GOP. They're doing their best, the House Judiciary Committee and Comer. But at this point, it's like... It almost feels like nothing's going to come of it. Like, that's what I worry about. You know, it's like, oh, this smoking gun, that smoking gun, this smoking gun. And meanwhile, they they impeached Trump over and over and over again. He got impeached over a perfect phone call. That's that's what he called it. And that's what it was. They're so afraid of him because they know what he's going to do. He's going to take this country back away from them. We are for Trump 100%. Oh, guess what? I'm a white woman in the suburbs. But it. We love Trump. His biggest attribute is that he was not a politician. He's a brilliant man. He is what our country needs. And I'll tell you what, everybody I know is starting to swing to Trump. Yes, they are. 
We have to do that. And God bless you for pointing out Holy Day. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Right. Thank you, Jane, for calling in. We're going to take some more phone calls after this break. I'm Lydia Serrano in for Rich Valdez. You can catch me on Newsmax. You can follow me on on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. And that number is one 4 valdez with an S. And we'll be right back. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. Call now, 833-4-VALDEZ. That's 833-482-5337. 833-4-VALDEZ. That's Valdez with an S. And welcome back to America at Night with Rich Valdez. I'm Lydia Serrani. You can follow me on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. And add the one on Instagram. And you can watch me on Newsmax every Saturday and Sunday. Sunday, I put on a really good show. It's called Sunday Agenda at 12 noon Eastern to 2 p.m. You don't want to miss it. And you just heard from a couple of great guests. And now we're taking some phone calls. Let's go to uh, Anna from Dahlonega, Georgia, and she, she has a very important question to ask. Yes, Lydia, um, I'm, you know, nothing's lucid anymore in this country, and I'm concerned about what the outcome, what, what the scenario would be if this guy in Washington, if he wins again, um, you, you know it's illegal vote. But what happens if he does that again? What what are we going to do if that happens again? I mean, can't we just, uh, you know, I I can't believe that this is happening one time, but I can't, couldn't imagine it extending out another four years because they're pushing back on Trump really, really hard. And they really are. I, they, I mean, they... That man has been through stuff that I can't imagine, especially with it. Now, he's an older man, too, but the difference is he is lucid. And I'm very concerned. I'm very afraid uh, that right now there should be the federal marshals going in there and get really seriously and getting that guy out of the office. Look what he's doing. In way, and you know, I don't know what else he could do. What what could a president do to make it worse? Nothing. That is the worst possible uh, scenario that we have going on right now. And you know, most of those guys coming uh, over that board, uh, most of those people are, are men. Right. Uh, you know they that are. that speaks loads to me. And, what are they doing? Why are they here? What? Well, hell, I know why they're here. They're going to take over this country, and that I'm not a. I'm not. That's a, what invaders do. That's what invaders do. They take over countries. You're right, Anna. For, for thank you so much for from calling in from Dalanaga, 
Georgia, they that's what they're doing. They're taking over this country, one town, one city, one state at a time. It even Democrats you got Mayor Adams. He's going to Washington, Mayor Adams of New York City. He's been going to Washington. I think he's been 10 times already. But all he does is ask for more money, more of our money. OK, it, you know what? I can't stand. I can't stand the way President Biden makes it seem like, oh, I wiped away all the student debt. Oh, I'm doing this and I'm giving this money and I'm doing that money. No, that is our money, our hard earned money that you are giving away without our our authorization. You know, every time I get my paycheck, I, I just say to myself, my God, I remember my mother, she would say, like, there's no point in even me working overtime because the government just gobbles it all up. And then to see these people riding around in their little scooters in Albany, you just heard uh, here in New York City, you're seeing them all over the place riding around. They're getting money. They're doing God only knows what cash deals of this or that. And then on the flip side, they're getting free hotel stays. They're getting meal cards or getting clothes and they're getting free health care, the free education, you name it. And then on top of it, they're getting all this pity, right? The, the mainstream media. Oh, we feel so sorry for these people. No, no. You know what? We can't take in the world. We can't take care of everyone. You want to come to this country, file the paperwork if it's for asylum and do it the right way. There's a reason why these people are coming in through the border. China, I mean, really, we've got all these Chinese nationals, tens of thousands, people from the Middle East. There's a reason why they're coming through the border, because it's unvetted. And the fact that our own president is aiding and abetting this invasion, the only bright side about all this, Anna, is that I feel like this might be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Because you're seeing a lot of neighborhoods that a lot of Democrats, they're like, oh, my God, wow, this is getting a little crazy. But that's what they need to do. They need to take all of these illegals and they need to put them like in Chappaqua, where where Hillary Clinton lives. That's where they need to put them. They need to put them by by Chuck Schumer's house. Then we need to put them in Nancy Pelosi. They need to continue going to Kamala Harris's house. That's what they have to do. Remember when the migrants, the illegals, I shouldn't call them migrants, when they went to Martha's Vineyard? Oh, it's inhumane. How could you send them there? I mean, it's so ridiculous. Uh, let's go now to Joe from um, Salem, Arkansas. They, Joe, welcome to uh, America at Night with Rich Valdez. I'm Lydia Serrani. Yes, Lydia. I tell you what, I'm going to make a note here when you when you monologue something out of your mouth that I disagree with. I agree with everything you've said so far, and that's that's kind of rare. Even Rich, I, I love him. Ninety percent of what he says I agree with. Once in a while, there's a little something. Now, on that Holy Day holiday thing, I'm glad you brought that up. My research tells me that I is in the middle for a reason. That's man's hol- holidays. The Y might stand for Yahweh, the great Elohim, the Heavenly Father, in holy days as in the Old Testament. Anyway, that's my conclusion to that. And I, I tell you, I'm starting to like a Kaswam, a Swanee, a Swanee, however you say it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that man's got guts, and I agree. The others need to join in with him or they're going to fade out. They, they might as well just go ahead and drop out of the campaign. You um, know what's interesting but, to me, Joe? You know what's interesting? You're from Arkansas. You have that thick, you know, Arkansas accent, which I, I love, by the way. 
And here I'm, I'm from the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx, New York City. And yet we have so much in common, right? You agree with everything I'm saying. I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. And so that's what I feel like more people need to stop making judgments about this or that. If we just have a discussion with one another, we don't watch the mainstream media. We don't listen to them. We see them for what they are, liberal limousines, uh, limousine liberals living in their own little bubble world. How much America would be a fantastic place because by and large, most of us agree with with faith with to have. That's the most important thing, right? Your faith, then your family, then your friends. We want to be able to have our kids go from point A to point B. We want to be able to go to the grocery store without being afraid. Like you just heard uh, Jane there talking about that. She sees prostitutes now outside of her supermarket. So that's why I love hearing from people from all over the country because at the end of the day, we all just want the same thing. Yeah, that's uh, what's uh, where Jean lives there. That's terrible. I mean, I we live in the smallest, one of the smaller counties. Uh, we only have one grocery store in the whole county, and I don't see the immigrants wanting to come into here because there's just not too much to offer. But if you know how to live, you can live a good life. And you know, it hurts me every time I go back and and look at documentaries about the Civil War. I hope and pray that we don't have. See, like you're in Yankee country, and we're in the Confederate country. But uh, there was good reasons for, for what happened there and the outcome. But, I mean, I can't believe this. it's all over but the shooting. And if Biden gets in there, we may be in that fix again. We and, could uh, be. We could be because I think this, this country is on a collision course. It really is. And it, I'm scared of where it's going because look how far we have fallen in just three years. Thank you so much, Joe, for calling in. We have to go to break. I'm Lydia Serrana. You can... Follow me on social media, Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S, add a one there for Instagram. You can watch me on Newsmax. And you're listening to America at Night with Rich Valdez. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. Call now, 833-4-VALDEZ. That's 833-482-5337. 833-4-VALDEZ. That's Valdez with an S. America at Night with Rich Valdez. I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for Rich, who has a much-deserved night off. Now, coming up, uh, we are going to be doing open phones across America. He does that at the end of every hour. So we're going to keep the same format from uh, 12 a.m. until 1 p.m. Eastern here in New York City. And we'll be taking more of your phone calls. And I see the board filling up. We've got a lot to discuss. I am going to be talking about how there's an well, you. I'm a mom. I have a six-year-old daughter, and there's a cartoon called Coco Lemon, right? And my daughter watched it as a kid all the time. Now she watches other things, and you just kind of leave it on, and it's supposed to be very educational. Well, yeah, they're trying to indoctrinate our kids with it. I'm going to play that for you coming up. Wait till you hear that. We'll also be talking more about the the Pope and his recent controversial 
blessing of uh, same-sex couples. We'll talk about that. We'll also be taking your phone calls and whatever you want to talk about. Of course, about Trump. We'll talk about the economy. We're going to talk about the border. And then also Trump might be holding a rally in the South Bronx. That's apparently a big talk here in New York. So a lot to discuss. Give me a call. one 833 that's one eight three three four valdez And you can watch me on Newsmax. I'm there every Saturday, Sunday, also there during the week. I fill in for Greg Kelly, filling in for Rob Schmidt, all the greats. We do a great job on Newsmax. I love Newsmax. It's great. You can follow me on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. We'll be right back. The city that never sleeps. 17 miles from Madison Square Garden, New York City. It's America at Night with Rich Valdez, America's favorite late night talk program, featuring interesting guests from around the world and calls from across America. And now, here is your host, Rich Valdez. And welcome back to the Rich Valdez Show. I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for Rich. And you can follow me on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S at a wonderful Instagram. And you can listen to Rich's shows, a podcast. You can listen to us live at Rich Valdez with an S at America. At, no, Rich Valdez at America at night.com. Did I say that correctly? I hope I did. No at. Oh, Rich Valdez America at night.com. So I don't know. You know how to find us because you're listening to us right now. I'm filling in. You can usually see me on Newsmax. Before that, I was at WABC Radio. So I was at Fox. So I've been around. Uh, You know, before we... I want to get to our calls because we have uh, this hour for open phones across America where we hear from people across America about the issues that matter. We can talk about the subjects on the show. I want to play this soundbite for you, this little clip out of Chicago. It's an elderly African-American man. They're at a city council meeting and he's expressing his frustration over all of the illegals taking over his neighborhood. Take a listen. I am anti-immigrant, illegal, call ICE, send them all back, waiting across the Rio Grande and and don't uh, obey our immigration and naturalization law. And to see another group come over here it's disgraceful. It is un-American. And these rules that you have, the rules, who made these rules? When did the ultimate vote for these rules? When did the people have time to, to participate in making these rules? And one of you all came over to me, Mr. Blakemore, we got little children. What about the black children in the ghetto? We got to make a future for them. These others will move them out. Move us out and then come in to compete with jobs, goods, and contracts and service. But historian, 
Carl Addison say that they have a negative effect on the black community. I'm strictly advocating for black people and call ice on them. Trump, come in here. Clean this mess up. The most corrupt city in the United States is the city of Chicago. And that's not my... Thank you, Mr. Blakemore, for your comments. Trump, come in here and clean this mess up. You are hearing more and more African-Americans across this great nation absolutely frustrated with the Democrat radical policies that are destroying our neighborhoods. Lots to discuss. Let's go to Liz from Dallas. Uh, Liz, you're in Texas right there. You know a lot about these illegals, and you have a question about some fen- the fentanyl deaths, and you have a great idea. I want, I want everybody to hear it. Hey, Lydia. Great program. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, a few years ago, we had weekly COVID death counts. Why don't we have weekly fentanyl death and overdose counts that are broadcast either, you know, they were on on the Internet, they were on the news, and we hear nothing about the fentanyl count, death counts. You're exactly right, because... More people are dying from fentanyl poisonings than they are from COVID. The drugs, I mean, who, do we? I'm sure you have somebody that you know, whether it be in your family or a friend or a family or friends of a friend that has experienced some sort of crisis related to drugs. And this is all because of the, the cartels. It's all because of the district attorneys that aren't allowing the police to do their jobs. The city council that have now city councils in these uh, Democrat cities that they've demonized the police officers ever since the George Floyd, the BLM riots, you know, and now we know that BLM should actually stand for buys large mansions, right? Because the woman that founded BLM, one of the co-founders, Patrice Cullors, she's a, a black lesbian who hates men, hates the family unit, and is an avowed Marxist, right? And she calls Israel an apartheid state, and yet you had corporations falling over themselves donating millions of dollars to this Marxist organization that was hell-bent on destroying this country. You had Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, you remember that, in the Capitol when they were kneeling down, they were on one knee, and they had those, like, cheap African scarves they probably got off of Amazon hanging around their necks. I mean, the radical ideologies, like, wake up. Like, we, it's our turn now, Americans that love this country, to wake up the woke, we have to vote back in Donald Trump and we got to get Biden out because he's a traitor. That's what I feel. He's a traitor to this country and he has no business be, being anywhere near any type of leadership role anymore. What do you think, Liz? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Biden, yeah. The Bidens are owned by China. Yeah, they are compromised. Thank you so much, Liz from Dallas calling in. Let's go to Penny from uh, Nevada City, California. Penny, welcome to America at Night with Rich Valdez. And I'm going to give out the number again for we're getting more calls. one 833 valdez with an S. That's one 833 Penny, what's on your mind? Oh, it's Denny. Sorry. Oh, Denny. They had it. No, it's okay. Denny. They had it on just Penny. Okay. I just wanted to make a comment that uh, um, I'm listening to your guests tonight and i'm 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 petrified i am an old woman 
by herself. I live out in the woods, and I am just petrified. I'm thinking, what what do I do to defend myself? Do I have to run out of my house and go hide in the woods if people come want to come in here and, and take what I have? I don't think it's right. And I see the same thing going on in my town with uh, illegals hanging around and it's like they're just sitting on the sidewalk and they're getting their free meals and uh you know it just it's not right i i want i want to get some comments from other people to maybe help me try to figure this out cuz i'm scared to death i really am I know it is, you know, Denny, it is a scary time. And, you know, I, I sometimes I feel bad, like even talking about this stuff, especially at night, you know, it's after it's after midnight here in New York City. And here we are talking about a very serious topic about illegals, young men of military age. They're swarming the country and our own president is allowing it. He's eight. He's he's inviting them. I mean, think about it. The president of the United States is incentivizing people to break the law and to come into this country. And yet people like me and you, our parents, our family, our friends, our neighbors, we're we're law-abiding citizens. And yet if we roll through a stop sign, we get points on our license, we get, uh, you know, our insurance rates gets jacked up and we have to pay over $200. And God forbid if you get caught texting behind the wheel, all of it's wrong. But I'm saying it's like these people, they break the law. We don't know who they are. They give a name. We don't know if it's a real name. We don't know if they've been already here in the United States or convicted criminals. I, I mean, how many stories have we heard? There was one recently I, in Martha's Vineyard, a convicted child molester from Brazil. He came back in. He was sexually assaulted some more people. And that's why they come in through the border, because there is no real way. There's no possible way that the Border Patrol can effectively process these people so instead of border patrol patrolling the border they're just letting people in again i mean just on monday alone last monday right we had twelve thousand illegals that were processed not twelve thousand that arrived at the border twelve thousand that were processed never mind how many came in through the back door or wherever you know we have no idea who these people are and again 90 percent of them they're all they're all young men of military age why this is let me do you remember during covid that they built like they they were building these like tent cities like here in new york at least they brought in the uss comfort which nobody ended up using they talked about building like a tent hospital in central park they were begging all the doctors to come out of retirement to deal with all the patients because the hospitals were overwhelmed right we're overwhelmed with all the illegals. Let's get a lot of these judges, the, even the ones out of retirement, and let's have them all at the border, right? If they make it to the border, all these illegals, we don't let them in. We stop them at the border. We adjudicate their asylum claims. We fast track it, right? Kind of like a COVID crisis, like they did with the doctors. Remember, you would go through the drive through at least I did for COVID, and they'd stick that swab all the way up to, to your brain on both sides. So why don't we do that for the illegals? This is a national security crisis. It's a national health crisis because of all the people that are dying of the drug poisonings. So we could, we could shut down the border and use the crisis of just the fentanyl deaths alone as to why we're doing this. If you remember, President Trump, under his... Under his leadership, he had shut down the border during COVID. 
It was he used a it's it's it, he didn't create it. It's a health emergency order. He shut it down because we couldn't allow all these people to come in that we couldn't check to see if they had COVID or not. And these people that are coming in now, they also have diseases. They're not vaccinated. So while my kid and your kid, your nieces, nephews, grandchildren have to be vaccinated up the wazoo. I just got an email the other day, the nurse telling me, hey, we don't have Julia's uh, vaccination record. And we sent it in like since August. But I'm saying, and meanwhile, they're throwing in, not at my daughter's school, but at plenty of other schools, especially in New York City. They're sending all these kids that are the migrants, uh, the, the kids of the illegals that come in. They're going into the schools. They're not vaccinated. And that's why we're seeing diseases that we haven't seen before all of a sudden pop up. So this is a national security crisis. This is a health crisis. Let's bring out all the judges and let's uh, let's adjudicate what the heck is going on and see if you're if you qualify for asylum, come on in. If you don't go on back and try again. I'm Lydia Serrana. You can call me at one eight three three four Valdez. That's one eight three three four Valdez with an S. Before we go, I think we have time. I want to play the cocoa lemon because we're going to talk about this. What they're trying to do to our children. Cocoa lemon's a very popular cartoon. And it's on Netflix now. It's on Netflix. I want here's a little snippet of what they are they're trying to shove down our throats, specifically our children. Take a listen. Thing that we know about you. You love to get up and dance. How about you break out those moves for your two biggest fans? you're not sure what to choose think about all the things you like mm. to do just be you just be me yep when you're trying to decide think about all the things you like to do just be you just be me so those are two gay dads and they're telling the kid you can be whatever gender you want to be we got a lot to talk about. I'm Lydia Serrana. You're listening to America at Night. We'll be right back. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. Call now, 833-4-VALDEZ. That's 833-482-5337. 833-4-VALDEZ. That's Valdez with an S. And welcome back to America at Night with Rich Valdez. I'm Lydia Serrana. You can follow me on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S at a one for Instagram. And you can watch me on Newsmax every Saturday at 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's where I host a show there called The Counts. But I'm actually filling in this Saturday at 9 a.m. And then The Count will be pre-taped. And then on Sunday, I have a show 12 noon Eastern until 2 p.m. called Sunday Agenda. We have all these great guests and great discussions, similar to what we're doing right now. But what makes radio even better than TV is 
not just I don't have to put on the hair and the makeup and the contacts and all that. Because I actually, I, I really hate putting on makeup and the hair. It's like, oh, it's too much. Uh, but it's also, I love talking to people, talking to all of you, playing the cuts. Like before we went to break, I played that cut from Coco Lemon. And it was about, uh, I mean, it's it's a popular show for babies and toddlers ages two and up. And what I played for you was a little boy in a dress. He's in a dress dancing for his two gay dads. And the parents are telling him, the, the dads are like, you can be whatever you want to be. And it's, why are, why are they doing this to our children? Why? Are, why? 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 Like, this is so crazy how they're confusing our children. These, they want them to inject themselves with poison, right? Because that's what the, those hormone blockers are. Uh, we'll talk about more. I want to get to the phone calls because a lot of people um, calling in. Let's go to Sky from um the, you're from the ozarks that's interesting yes uh, I of the ozarks in missouri oh nice to talk to you i don't think i've ever but i've ever talked to anybody from from there so uh what's on your mind sky well i'm sure you have a lot of listeners we fortunately live in an area where people still have brains um and i just wanted to say i'm so glad to hear you referring to biden as a traitor i've been feeling that and saying that for months and recently i decided to design bumper stickers that have his picture and benedict biden on them i like that that's how we need to think of him now he is benedict biden he you ever notice that every Every move Biden makes, America's last, right? And our adversaries are first. So where you had, you had President Trump make America first policy, right? Put America first. He's not saying we don't care about Israel. We don't care about this country or that country. But we got to put our self-interest first. Even Mother Teresa herself said, you have to take care of your family first. You have to do charity begins in the home. And yet you have President Biden where are his interests? Where do they lie with everybody else, whether it be China, Venezuela, and God only else knows else, the, the you know, the OPEC, you name it. They're, they're getting richer by the minute, and the American taxpayer is getting poorer by the minute. Oh, absolutely. But I think that was part of a plan that actually started with Obama. And, I agree. You know, he planted a lot of seeds, and— I think he's still controlling the show, but he planted a lot of seeds in those eight years and Trump came in and cleaned house. And that's why they had to do what they're doing. Um, and it's, it, it, he is a traitor beyond any, any uh, shadow of a doubt. Um, and it's amazing to me, but I'm again, so inspired to finally hear people being willing to use those words. That is what he is. And we are being um, invaded, period. Oh, by the way, I wanted to make a comment for that gal who called that was afraid um, and older and living alone. I understand. Um, I'd like to make a suggestion. And what's going to make her feel a little better is to connect with her community, That's connect with like-minded people, set up a group that will check on her, you know, be with her, expand her circle. It will make her feel safer, plus learning how to use a gun. But aside <laughs> from that, expand her community. My you know, Sky, you are a very smart, wonderful woman. Thank you so much for calling in for your wise words of wisdom. 
I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for the great Rich Valdez. And we're going to take some more calls after the break. 1-833-4-VALDEZ with an S. 1-833-482-5337. You're listening to America at Night. So the question is, is on holding Biden accountable uh, for what he's done? Uh, of course we will. I mean, I, there was some, uh, some, one of the other candidates said that, that he wanted to pardon Biden. I'm like, for why would you do that? I mean, like, give me a break. And so, yeah, we're going to have a single standard of justice in this country. People are not going to be able uh, to evade accountability just because they happen to be part of the D.C. ruling class. There you have it. That's Governor Ron DeSantis, presidential hopeful, saying he will hold Biden accountable for all the things that he has done to this country. I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for the great Rich Valdez. And you're listening to America at Night. We are taking phone calls and we want to hear from you guys. That's what this is all about. I'm a TV host for Newsmax. I've done radio as well. And so while I love doing TV, I love Newsmax. I love Chris Reddy, my boss. And I'm not just saying that he's a good man. He lets me be me. And he, I, I, it's, it's, it's fantastic to have a boss that's supportive of whatever you have to say. And basically, all my bosses there, they just say, if you have the facts to back up what you're saying, like if you're going to say that the lieutenant governor of California who is now trying to get Trump kicked off the ballot in California. If you're going to say she's funded by Soros, we want you to look at the financials and make sure that she has been funded by Soros. So sure enough, our researcher looked it up, $36,000 direct payment from George Soros, his PAC, you name it. And that's how it goes. That's how it goes. You've got evil people in this country that want to fundamentally change America. Why? Because they hate America. Because Ultimately, they hate themselves, right? And I think misery loves company. I also think that this is, it's a money racket, all of these illegals, because all of these hotels and they're getting paid a lot of money, hundreds of hundreds of dollars per person per night. And the people that own the hotels, they are foreign entities, companies, China, Middle East, you name it. They're getting richer and richer. And isn't that the Biden way? Right. Everybody else gets richer while Americans get poorer. That's what he did when he declared war on the fossil fuel industry day one in office when he shut down the Keystone Pipeline. Right. We went from being energy independent, having so much energy, so much oil, which is a.k.a. money, which is wealth, which is a.k.a. power that we were selling it. That's why we had gas average national gas average per gallon was a dollar eighty two. And now you, you're lucky you can't find gas, at least here in New York. Under three bucks, it's like three fifteen. Some places four dollars. You name it, and then anything that is transported by gas becomes more expensive too. So that's what's happening, and that's why you hear President Trump 
talking about drill, baby, drill. And with that one stroke of policy, right, and not even just the Keystone Pipeline, he's strangling the oil, the fossil fuel industry, the regulations. He's buying dirty oil, Biden, from Venezuela. He's buying from the Middle East and this and that, whatever. We are enriching the coffers, right? Iran, they have now, they're now billions and billions of dollars in oil revenue. We're making a lot. Of, so we are indirectly funding terrorism, if you think about it. A lot of mullah for the mullahs. And it's all because of Joe Biden that we have Ukraine, the issue there. We have what's going on in the Middle East because we are weak. We are weak. And it's self-inflicted wounds what we are doing to ourselves. We got a lot of calls. Let's go to the phone calls. Uh, let's see. Let's who's on. Oh, shoot. We got Eric. You've been on hold for a long time. I'm sorry, Eric. Let's go to Eric. You're calling from Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Thank you so much for joining us here in America at Night. Well, thank you for having me. Hey, you were, I, I heard you speaking about um, draining the swamp. And, um, you know, I think we need to take care of our own house as Republicans before we start dealing with the bigger swamp in D.C. And that is getting rid of the leadership in the Republicans, being Rona Romney and uh, Mitch McConnell. They have done nothing but take uh, victory out of um, and turn it into defeat in the midterms because of their actions. You're 100 percent right because of the whole uh, Dobbs decision, the abortion decision. I, I mean, here in New York State, you had Lee Zeldin. He lost to Governor Hochul. Governor Hochul is an idiot. OK, anybody that knows her, that's why Andrew Cuomo picked her. Right. Because she's a moron. And so. What's more dangerous than somebody with a lot of power? Somebody who's stupid with a lot of power. That's why she's now creating a reparations committee. That's why they're now raising even more taxes in Manhattan. Now to go into Midtown Manhattan, which is a tourist hub, which is also where all the hospitals are. They want to charge people who drive in $15 a day. And it's, it's going to happen. So already half empty Manhattan, that's half empty of of people that used to go into office buildings. The buildings are empty. Uh, Now they're going to, and the the rest is uh, the hotels. They're filled with all the migrants, uh, illegals and all that stuff. So now it's going to be, it's going to be even more empty. So this is, this is what's happening. So Lee Zeldin, I remember he wasn't addressing the abortion. That happens around that time where the Supreme court said, you know what, we're going to send the abortion issue back to the States in New York State, you can kill your baby up until the day it's born. Yes, it's legal. You could do it. Is it rare? 100%. But rather than address the issue and say, listen, for me, like Governor Pataki did, I myself am pro-life, but uh, and I, I believe in the sanctity of life and the heartbeat and all that, but it's protected, it's enshrined in the New York State you know, law, blah, blah, blah. Instead, they just ignored it. We should not, as Republicans, as conservatives, be afraid to tackle those controversial issues because what we do is we allow the democrats to control them the narrative and demonize it and make it seem like oh even if the life of the mother is in danger we don't we don't we're not going to allow it and we're going to hold with i mean you won't have control over your bodies and this and that and so you're you're right eric that we don't do republicans and conservatives we 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 don't take the ball and control it we don't go on the offense we're constantly going on the on the defense and Rona McDaniel, she is not fundraised properly. I don't know what, look at George Santos. They should have never put him up as a candidate. So now we could lose that seat in, in New York. And now they, they might be changing all the district lines. It's just a mess. 
it's a total mess. Eric, thank you so much for calling. Uh, let's go to Charlotte from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yes, I was calling about the woman who was apprehensive about living alone there. And there, here's two suggestions. She could get a burner gun, and that uses CO cartridges to shoot like a powder pellet, or it shoots a plastic bullet. It'll shoot pepper spray. It will even shoot tear gas, depending on the level of protection she wants. And then the other thing I was suggesting is if she goes and gets a dog from the pound and whatever dog she has deep feelings for, it'll probably return him back to her. And that dog will alert her to anything crawling around her house or making noises if she doesn't live in an apartment. And then uh, also it takes three days for the dog to get used to being sudden changes of environment, three weeks to store start to be calming down and three months to feel at home. So you have to give the animal, you know, three months to acclimate and be part of the home just to let you know that. And that should give her um, some reassurance between a burn a gun and a dog, you know, because in that way she doesn't have to have a real gun if she doesn't want a real gun. Yeah. Charlotte, you're so sweet to, to call in and give those ideas. And it is so, I feel so like I do, I feel bad because it's almost one o'clock in the morning and I'm having an elderly woman call in saying she's afraid. Another woman saying she's afraid to leave the supermarket. And this is all because of Joe Biden and the Democrats. It's just, it's really astounding to me that this is, a, this is the America we now live in, that they are, they are opening the doors. It's like everybody locks their door at night, right? You wouldn't leave your door open no matter how safe you think your neighborhood is. You see in Washington, D.C., around the White House, they've got, they've got gates, right? They've got guards. So if, if, so why should we leave the door open at our southern border? We don't know who these people are. And so it is, uh, it's just beyond frustrating. And I, I, I hope and pray to God that come this uh, presidential election, that Biden is out of office. That's what we need to do. We need to get Biden out of office. We, and you know what? Somebody was saying to me about Biden should step down. I think Kamala Harris would be worse than Joe Biden. Could you imagine that? And then, oh my God, it's just, it gets so, it's, it's really frustrating. So that's why it's important to have these kind of shows. Rich Valdez does a great job every single night. He's got some amazing callers. You guys are really smart. And you, I learned something from all of you as much as you're hearing stuff from me. So thank you so much for calling in. We're going to take some more phone calls right after this. I'm Lydia Serrani. You can uh, follow me on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A News, like you watch on TV, at a one for Instagram. You can watch me on Newsmax as well. And we'll be right back. I'll take more phone calls, one 833 valdez with an S. That's one 4825337 And you're listening to America at Night. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. Call now, 833-4-VALDEZ. That's 833-482-5337. 833-4-VALDEZ. That's Valdez with an S. Valdez. I have been fortunate and blessed to, during the course of being vice president, 
have many situations where it becomes clear to me that there are, you know, people of every age and, and gender, by the way, who see something about being the first that lets them know they don't need to be um, limited by other people's limited um, understanding of who can do what. <laughs> oh, my God. Kamala Harris. She makes no sense. I don't know who's worse, her or Joe Biden. Welcome back to America at Night with Rich Valdez. I'm Lydia Serrana. You can follow me on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. And you can catch me on Newsmax, where I host uh, several shows. We got a lot of phone calls. Yeah. So it's like the lesser of two evils. Joe Biden, the idiot, or Kamala Harris, the idiot, with her, <laughs> her stupid word salad, cackle and word salad nonsense. Uh, let's go to John from... The- Kamala Harris's hometown of San Francisco. Hi, lady. Actually, I met Kamala Harris in San Francisco. Oh, God. She was a DA. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> well, I won't go into all that, but you, you're right. She's uh, not qualified to be vice president. Um, but I call just to say you're doing a great job. It's great. Rich can have a night off. And it's great to hear a common sense New Yorker. And, um, you know, and, and on a serious note, and you kind of mentioned uh, reaching out to all the stations that, that uh, you guys reach out to. And it's really great um, that as bad as things are that you kind of summarized, I think you, you pointed out a lot of callers are really intelligent, I think, and we're reaching a lot of stations throughout the U.S. I think people are waking up and it will have an effect. And can I say on a fun level, though, also, I, I enjoy um, listening to tr- the websites of a lot of the stations, whether a big city like Pittsburgh or a small town like uh, Bedford, Indiana, and um, just kind of getting to know those those areas also just through the radio website. So um, it's you're doing a great job, all of you, including the producers. All right. Thank you so much, John, for, for calling in. Thank you. And I'm sorry you had to meet Kamala Harris. I'm joking. Uh, thank you for, for calling in. But you guys are. You're, you're all, you care about this country. You're passionate. You care about your fellow man, your neighbor, your family, your friends. And that's why you listen to shows like America at Night with Rich Valdez and you watch shows on Newsmax because you're tired of the left-wing, radical left establishment media that they're, they're, they're just living a bubble world. It's easy for them to say, oh, poor migrants or, oh, they're just here for. Meanwhile, they live in these luxury buildings with security or they live on, on, you know, gated uh, communities and, you know, they have guards. You know, uh, it's 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 disgusting. It really is disgusting how out of touch. And of course, the all they're all based here in New York City, but even they're kind of waking up. Even even the Democrats. Earlier, I played the African-American gentleman elderly man in Chicago saying we want Trump back. And that's what we're hearing by and large from people throughout all different nationalities, all different, uh, you know, backgrounds, you name it. They want Trump back because they're seeing just how far things have fallen under the Biden regime. Uh, Let's go to let's see, who should we should we go to? Uh, Let's go to Jim from Pittsburgh. Hey, Lydia, love the show. Hey, I'm 71 years old. I've been following politics since the early 70s. I was going to college at the time of Watergate was unraveling, okay? That's how long I've been following politics. Trump's going to win outright, no question. Now, I, I, I feel bad for you living in Manhattan. I used to be a pharmaceutical rep in the late 90s. We went in there. I was trained with a rep. We went to a hospital. This was before 9-11. They had, it was a VA hospital. 
and basically they had a fence around it. And I, I asked the FEMA rep that I went in there to train. I said, "What are you living in?" She said, "I'm living in a studio apartment. I think she said it was a, a, a thousand, seven hundred fifty square feet, and she was paying two grand in Manhattan." Wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this was in 1998. Wow! And we it went is... to a VA hospital. And there was a fence around it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, insanity. Now, what's going on now? By the way, I used to listen to Chris Ruddy. Chris Ruddy used to write for the Tribune Review in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and I subscribed to the first newsman. I kind of got away from. It. I was watching Fox, and I'm, I made a note when you're going to be on because I want to definitely hear you. You have a lot of enthusiasm, and you have a lot of common sense, which. I hate to ask you, how old are you? I, mean, I hate to ask you that question, but you're. I'm a, I'm young, a, right? I'm a, I'm, I'm a millennial. I'm in my early forties. I'm a millennial. I've been, I've been doing um, news. I was at CBS News. I was a production assistant. I start, I, I graduated college a year early. I was smarty pants, and I was a production assistant with Dan Rather. So I've been around, but I credit it to my parents. Even though a lot of my friends are Democrats, you have a lot of radical lefties. In, in New York City, but I, I, I credit my parents for, and then I lived in South Carolina for about almost five years, and that's where I really embraced country music and my love for the South, and I just, uh, I love this country, and my parents love this country, and it's what I was raised with, and I think that's ultimately what it comes down to, and I'm very um, faith-based, too, so I think that's another thing what the radical left tries to use as a weapon and why they try to discredit our belief in, in, in God. Oh, sure. Why do you think they took the, uh, out of the oath the Democrats? Uh, in the, uh, I think the oath when, you, when uh, Pelosi was there, they took it out of the oath because the Democrats don't want any religion at all because then with religion there is, uh, there is um, you know, morality involved. And, I mean, is, that's why they're crazy videos. I mean, that video you played is a little insanity. It's insanity what they're trying to do to our kids. They want to they want the government to be your daddy. They want they want to confuse and that's what it is. It's about confusion, chaos, divide and conquer. Thank you so much. Uh we got to go to break. I'm Lydia Serrani and we'll be back and I'll give you my my closing message and you're listening to America at Night with Rich Valdez. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. Is America at Night with Rich Valdez. All right, welcome back. I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for Rich Valdez. I want to get because I, I, you know, I, I'm a sucker for people that have something nice to say to me. Uh, let's go to line four. Who's that? Real quick because we're running out of time. Paul, Paul, Paul. Sorry, I didn't know what that said. Okay, Paul, what's oh. up? Hi, Lydia. Um, yeah, I have to tell you, I watch you all the time on Newsmax. And you, but you sound like over the radio, like you're 22 years old. I have to tell you. <laughs> now, um, you, you was complaining about doing your hair and your makeup and all that, whatever. But I will tell you what: when you told that gentleman your age, you look fine for that age. And I hope okay. I make your holiday. But Thank you so much, job. Paul. Yeah, Thank and you. I love you on Newsmax too. I love all you guys on Newsmax. All of them. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas to you, sir. Thank you, guys. You know, I'm sorry, Dan, Noel, Carl. 
Linda, Jim, thank you all so much for, for listening in tonight. I hope to be back again and talk to you again. Again, you can follow me on social media, Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A News. And then at a one, you can follow me. Watch me on Newsmax. And, you know, I was talking about it before. I truly believe that faith is the foundation for every relationship. You have to have some sort of faith in God. And I, I end every show that I do. Trust and remember that God is with you in all ways, always. No matter what the radical left has to say, God is with you in all ways, always. I'm Lydia Serrani. God bless and have a great rest of your evening, morning. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.